How's it going? I'd like to welcome everybody to another episode, actually straight out of our office here in Ravensburg, Germany. It is day, what, 367 of quarantine? You know, the earth outside is just crumbling down. No, I'm just kidding. Your Anyhow. It's getting longer and the hair is <laughs> getting longer and yeah. Yeah, it's, at some point, I hope this weekend when we find out, the only thing I care about is a barbershop to be opened up and I get the first head meeting or the first appointment because um, I need a lineup, I need a fade, I need to get shaved, you know, this can't keep going. But anyhow, um, uh, myself and my co-host and, you know, my boss, my head coach, Sebastian Fonda, we have the pleasure of having another amazing guest on. Um, this kind of goes in correlation with what we had yesterday with PPI CEO founder, um, Brandon Collier, where we got a guy and he came straight out of the ranks of the GFL juniors, the Bidish Oswald or the Bavarian All-Star team, rather, the national team, and he made a name for himself. So this is one of the guys where, you know, he, he had the opportunity to, let's say, have some people kind of like put his name out there, but he didn't go that route. He essentially did it by himself. Um, he went through the Clearwater system, the Clearwater Academy down in Florida, and he now finds himself at URI, so University of Rhode Island with the Rams, and we'd like to welcome Dimitri, how you doing? What's up, bro? Doing good. How are you? We're, we're doing well. We're doing well. We're glad to have you because, you know, I mean, to be honest, I mean, a lot of people kind of know you, right? A little bit. Yeah. I think just in Germany, bro, it's like I think a lot of people know me. Well, that's big. That's big because like we kind of talked about already and people are going to get to know if they don't know yet. You're, like I kind of said, you're one of the few guys to say, you know what, I'm going to make the jump to high school. And yes, there are other guys, and there's a there's a big amount of guys that have done that. But you then went what to college, right? And for a lot of guys, the biggest thing is that transition, kind of like making the jump out here. Let's say, for example, Germany, playing in the youth, where you know the demands are nowhere near to what let's say what you went to at Clearwater, which is a damn good football program. To make it through there and say, you know what, this is something that I still want to pursue. I still want to keep doing because. There are some guys out there, they say they're cut for it, and when they get there, what happens? They don't like it, it sucks, they want to come back home. And there's a lot of guys, I can name off the top of my head, that are basically now back here playing in the GFL, the GFL 2, where they just didn't have the, the mental fortitude and discipline and just having that chip on your shoulder to say, you know what, I'm going to make a name for myself because this is the thing, right? And we know this. That's just step one in this journey, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's, and, it's um, yeah. Uh, go ahead. I was gonna say, like, how was that for you now? Because you're a guy that came out of the the firsty um, Razorbacks program in the south of Germany, because I believe there are still GFL juniors, right? Yep. Yeah, and then you, you went through that system. Well, for the most part, you got a decent youth program, and then now, you know, let, let, let's talk about kind of like you and your journey going from there, and then getting the opportunity at Clearwater. Because from what I remember. Um, you were actually looking at going somewhere else, right? And then something happened and you ended up going to Clearwater? Right. Right. So I played at, uh, at first, uh, first Razorbacks. We played copies at the GFL Juniors, you know. Played against Rebischal every year for the South uh, Ch uh, Division Championship. Mm -hmm. And um, 2000, 2016, I was in contact with the high school in, uh, in Cali. And it didn't work out. So 2017, I ended up going to Clearwater Academy. And um, I wanted to go to high school just to get like the transition to high school to college, like Germany, high school, and high school to college. Because I knew if I would go from Germany straight to college, it's uh, the difference is just too, too much. I mean, definitely. And that's kind of one of the things where it's like, guys don't understand like kind of what you're saying like, it's a big jump right wouldn't you say that yep. the level of play the demands yeah, of the big jump. how how big really, of a difference yeah. would you say you could talk about it more so in germany you have like what maybe three practices like that's the most you get like you don't have to go to the gym it's like and it's like in college it's like you wake up every day 5 30 you go have lift and you have practice, and it's like hard. Like we have to. It's like every day's game day, pretty much. And there's no no excuses. 
It's like that's not all oh, my 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 leg hurts or oh, my my finger hurts. Nah, it's like you play. Like there are no excuses. I mean, hundred percent. I mean, because that's something. And I'm, I'm gonna be honest. We're gonna put it out there, right? I mean, you were a guy that, let's say, back in the day. I'm kind of calling you out. You kind of made excuses, right? Yeah, I used to. Honestly, I'm gonna be honest. I used to, but um, it's when once you're in the states, they they get that out of you. How how is like, that? Why would you say that? Because if you if you make excuses all the time, it's like you're not gonna make it. Right. But you are also in the situation or when you come to a high school. I mean, you're not more alone. Where you're living there? You're living there with a host family or how, how that setup was everything to organize at high school. Uh, I mean, even you want to make an excuse, nobody cares. You know, there's no mommy, no daddy around. You're alone. You're probably 9,000 miles away from home. So you're in the situation. You have to get it done because that's why you're there. So, but, exactly. but how was the setup? How was it over there, high school alone? How old you are when you um, enjoying the first time in high school? Then? So I was 17 and I went to Clearwater. Uh, I lived with the host family and it was, it was all right. So there was nothing really like something else to do there because my goal was uh, to get D1 offers and not like you know that's no 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 that's not like a vacation yeah so I just like had to get like my grades up awesome. that was the main goal and get offers and play good football how, how was that that big thing because I mean you already talked about it the the volume of training where it's every day and I mean you could talk about more how the setup was at Clearwater in terms of practices and workouts I mean, like you said, you're going from, let's say, maybe two, three practices a week from what the average is most teams have out here. And now you're going to an every single day system. And what the big thing we always say in the state in the States is student athlete. It's not the other way around. And you just got to fucking figure it out. It can't be like, hey, coach, I have an exam I got to study for. I can't come to practice. If you say that, what's going to happen? They're going to put you on the next fucking flight and send you home, right? It's not like out here exactly. with all these guys. And I'm going to say it. Like, a lot of these kids coming up that want to make it and they come up with this with these excuses, you know off the bat they're not going to cut it because that's the thing. Like You have to figure out a way, set up a routine, daily plan, and you just got to figure out, like, I got to study, I got to go to practice, I got to train, I got to take care of my eating habits, I got to be smart, and let's say if guys do party, don't party too much where it affects all that. Like, you know, it's a job at the end of the day. Yep, exactly. Um, so I Clear Academy is like, you know, the heat just like was a big factor for first place. And um, we had like two hour practices every day. So Monday till Thursday, we had two hour practices. And then Friday, of course, we had game day. And that was also like completely different. That's like because of the speed and uh, also the bodies. It's just like even in high school, you can tell that, like, some people are just, like, that's that crazy. Mm -hmm. It's, like, this is way different than here. Yeah, and, and how, like, how you feel there on the school, then, as a German, you're the only kid from aboard? Uh, I mean, European aboard? Um, so, my first year at Clearwater Academy, there were three other German kids. Um, one, one of them was... Uh, was from from Munich, so I, I knew him. Um, the other two kids were from, uh, one kid was from Saarbrücken, and the other kid was from um, somewhere from North Amersfoort. And um, they were both like, they only had one year. But um, in my second year, I was the only German. So I was pretty much. Uh, what, 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 what happened to the other guys? They, they just didn't, they didn't cut it or what happened? No, they didn't get any offers. Also, they're, they're on the last year for them, they're already high school seniors. Okay. okay. And how, how was it for you? Helped it a lot to come in, in in a new country, new school. And of course, you have someone who at least sometimes speak the language and all that. I mean, I, I coach over there too. I've been there. And everywhere I was, I was always 
alone. Of course, I'm a little bit older. I was starting this journey with the middle of 20. But, you know, sometimes you're happy when you see someone you can speak to, even if it's random shit. But sometimes it's nice to talk about with someone that German. This helps you a lot. And on the other side, how was the second year? Because this was your senior year. You have to get ready to getting uh, scholarships. Um, how was this all? Is this affect you a little bit to be alone then? So my senior year was um, honestly, I think, way better than my junior year. Like I had, I had way more fun, and like we were, we were more, we were more like the chemi- uh, the chemistry of the team was way better uh, my senior year, and. It was way more fun with all the Germans than with the Germans. <laughs> <laughs> Get us fuck out there. <laughs> you know? And uh, how was your recruiting process? You're getting calls or you have to go out to do uh, uh, recruiting? Because I think that's for Germans also something like a whole new chapter, how all it works. So recruiting is, um, the Kiwa Academy is, Every day got like at least 10 coaches every day. So I remember my junior year, I had to leave my classroom at least three or four times a day. Really? Just to shake, just to shake someone's, uh, some coach's hand. Um, and like, I had like a stack of, of um, these, these cards. Remember all these cards like with information on it? So I remember I have a stack of these. And it's just like, it's like first day with recruiting, it's just like, it's kind of like a meat market. Yeah. What you do with the scouts, you send them from junior to senior season, you send them by your own clips, I mean, there's the email address on, you send them slides or that you just sure I'm good enough, they will come back to me. So what I did was I texted them on their phone. It's like saying, hey, coach, thanks for coming to our school. Um, was nice. nice to meet you. And then I would follow him on Twitter and then send him my highlight tape. That's good. So, I, I know you can tell some names, how many schools you get in touch with that really seriously offer you something. Um, so um, I was talking to uh, UMass. Um, they offered me, they were my first offer. Tennessee Tech was my second offer. Delaware State was my third offer. Um, and then I had a couple of D2s, uh, one NI, NI, NAIA school. And then um, pretty late, Rhode Island came. But there was nothing big. Like, but just my size, I was just a bit too small for. What, UMass is this is not that bad. Oh, Texas Tech is not that bad. So there's of course some something good. And how how you make your decision? How how it come down that you that you pick up the Rhode Island hat to to put on? Honestly, that's like something that I realized throughout these two years in in, uh, in Clearwater. Because when I came here first, I wanted to play for the big schools. You know, like Michigan, Nebraska. You know, of course. But like, but that's not that's not important. It's just like I wanted to play for for a good coach, and like a good school. Just like, just like my second house or something. When I go there, I'm like, damn, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. And like, when you see all the people and just like environment and all that, it's just like all these factors. Just like it's gonna be right. Like, yeah. you, and you want to play too. Absolutely. No, that's like you. My question to you is, especially a guy coming out of Germany um, and not having to go through that process, because kind of like you said, right, you're going into your senior year and basically saying, hey, this is it. Because for a lot of guys, and like you, and you, we've talked about this multiple times, like you went with some guys that went to some big, big time schools, right? Yep. You know, and for the most part, we know this in the States, like that recruiting process starts normally when? Sophomore year? Sophomore year, right? So, so you're a guy coming in technically a little late, right, to the recruiting process for you to kind of get your name out there because I believe you told me what you also you had the opportunity if you were what would you say like an inch taller to maybe get some power five offers, but just because you were, yeah. you were an inch shorter, especially on the O line, they were like, 
they, they, they loved your tenacity, your level of play, how nasty you were, but you just didn't fit the prototype that they were looking for. And it's funny because mm-hmm. when we talk about it, like guys understand, like if you're literally this much shorter than what they want, they're not going to take you, you know, because they're going off what potential. We hate to say it, like you said, but it's a meat market. Yep. My, and my, and my question basically is, is like you now going into that recruiting process and, and kind of get an idea of how, how it is Like, did that kind of shock you take you aback or was it more like, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to go with what I get. I mean, of course I was kind of shocked. It's like, because you know, it's just, it's just an inch, but um, at the end of the day, it's just like, if you get offered, it's like a blessing, you know, yeah. because they off, they offer you out of like, all the like millions of high school players and like they offer own they offer you and like get you for school paid and all that it's just like they everyone wants to to have that you know right so that's big right like you just said like there and the guys understand it's like the amount of guys that are on a recruiting list year to year are big and even coach Vander could talk about that especially since i mean you you've coached in high school ball in the states and also you're at old miss for a season um the list is big and guys understand like, Hey, um, they could find anybody at any time for that piece of paper that says, Hey, we're giving you a scholarship because that's what everybody's chasing. And they don't understand. Like, for example, like there, and I'm, I'm just going to say there's at least what a hundred Demi's sitting at fucking right now in, in, in the backwoods in Connecticut, for example, or let's say in Florida, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you got to find a way to make yourself do what? Stand out, right? Yeah. You know, so it's kind of one of those things where it's like, it's it's a gut check because for a lot of guys, I understand, like, this is a business. And at the end of the day, it is a nasty and unfair business no matter how they want to um, glamorize college football. Yep. You know, um, talk about that process when you ended up deciding for Rhode Island. I mean, what made you do that? Because I know we, we talked about it a little bit where it was kind of like trying to see if maybe you could get some other offers other places, but you ultimately decided to go to Rhode Island. So first thing was like because of the coaching staff, because uh, everyone is like, you know, just like they're real. Mm-hmm. And um, second thing was like the environment, which reminded me of home. And How did it remind you of home? It's just like the weather, just like, how the place looks like it's pretty quiet there and like i don't like it like you know so like in in the big city or something yeah i know but i'm more like the quiet type guy so i like that and also like the conference was pretty good like delaware jmu so there was a uh, all these factors were in my list. Okay. So, what what did you what did your parents say about this whole process and now having decided to go to college? Because I could imagine for them, it, first of all, I mean they they supported you 110 percent from what I remember, and now you've been gone for what two years, and now it's kind of like, hey, I'm probably going to be gone for another three or four. Like I could imagine, especially for your mom being like, hey, that's my baby. Yeah, uh, my mom is proud of me that I that I go that I went to Rhode Island. And um, she wants me to finish, so she's like happy that I'm there. Also, like proud. So she's not really like sad, but um, more like proud that I'm here. Yeah. How many times a year you were at home? Because now you said you leave Germany with 17. You probably come back early 20s, middle of 20s, if you want to come back to Germany. I mean, it's an important time in your, in, your, in your life. I mean, how many times you visit, you have time to visit your family? So, in Florida, when I went to Clearwater, um, I only could go home for summer and Christmas. Yeah. And now for um, Rhode Island, um, I could go home for summer for like two months. And then for Christmas, it's different because if we make the playoffs, um, I can't go home yeah. at all. So. But it's with the kids out there, you know, they need to know if you sign up for stuff like that. It's not like, oh, I go home for Christmas, for Easter, for birthday, for 
summer break, I don't know, grandma has birthday. You know, you, you're committed to be to be away, you know, to be to be away yeah. from family. That's a it's a good thing, yeah. And besides football, what you study right now, I mean to come to the next topic, it's yeah also I mean the same. College is great. It's getting uh, getting the work done as well. What you study? Um, I'm majoring in criminal justice. So it's it's not it's not as it's not as hard it's not a hard major but you know if you had like get it uh, in one line with football this makes it makes it tough that's that's me freshman year I still gotta get used to that but um, besides that now like um, this semester was 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 pretty easy I say because you know you're comfortable you're settled you know all the people you know how it goes and um, It just makes everything easier. Was what was hard about the first year, like just the workload, like the amount of work you got to do, or what? So the first semester was was terrible. It was it was horrible. And I'm gonna tell everyone who's going to college first year, it's 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 horrible. You want just want to go home. <laughs> Why is that? Why is it horrible? They they break you. They break you. They really? break you. But, but I mean, but, but you're a guy, I mean, for, for example, I mean, you, you say like you have a different mindset, right? Like, I, I don't feel like you should be broken. Yeah, but in college is like, it's not high school anymore. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, I, I just came. Um, the work is like, you know, it's schoolwork is, is okay. It's, it's not bad. Okay. But it's like, you know, it's like, just like the transition to football from high school to football, uh, to college football is like, it's, it's a big, it's a big jump. How, how, how big is it? So tell us more, elaborate. It's, um, it's the people you play with and play against. Some of them are ready to go to the NFL. Okay. And um, they're just like stronger, bigger. Mm -hmm. It's like everything, everything is faster. Right. And like everything is more like more detailed, more scheduled. So it's like it's like it's just like a I'm gonna say it. if 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 you don't practice like on if you don't play and practice like it's game day, you just you're out like next guy in. Right. That's how it works. Right, because that's the thing where people don't understand like And that's something, let's say, that we try to do with you guys. And then, at least for me, for my part with the Warriors, it was kind of more like, and I still do it where I coach at. Um, guys understand, like, your spot is not your spot. Like, you have to earn it. Like you said, every day is game. You have to earn it every day. Every day is what? Is an interview day. And, and if you don't show up, it could be the next day you walk in. And I don't know how it is for you guys. But, like, you walk into meetings, I say, and the roster is up, and you find yourself on the depth chart, what, second or third now, and you're like, how the fuck did that happen? And, well, it's like, look at the tape. Because the tape don't lie, you know? And that's, like, you're trying to talk about it. That's one thing, let's say, because you're a guy, you know what, you gave up no sacks at Clearwater, right? And you're in the, exactly. you're in the record book for, for having the most pancakes, you know, and you're yep. two years there. But now, like you said, now you're going to college where you're playing against guys that were handpicked for a reason – so it's like you got to find a way to keep yourself motivated to compete at that level, like what you said, with other guys that are as good, if not better than you, you know, because that, that's just the reality of the sport. So the mentality you got to have for college, especially college, is like, especially when you play O-line, you just want to kill them, kill the guy in front of you. Just, just – um, rip his fucking head off i'm telling you it's like <laughs> it's, it's okay it's, um, we don't care we're not, we're not gonna get on you for that um it's um it's just like you gotta have this mentality especially when you play oland because they don't the deal the deal the whole defense is not gonna make excuse for you mm -hmm. they're just gonna they just they can play 100 so you gotta just go 100 110 and knock the motherfucker out mm -hmm. it's like um that's how it is like it's like it's just like for me as an offensive player, I'm just like in high school when you pancake someone and just like he's and you fall on him with 300 pounds it's just like 
right. feeling is is like it's satisfying. Really? Why is it satisfying? It's like you you can feel how he, his his breath is going away. Just <laughs> you know, on him. <laughs> funny you say that because I mean I, I showed Coach Vander your highlight tape and like you just see come you, you just see yourself coming after people not only after you pancake them but then you fucking come after them you know and that and that's kind of one of the things that I'm, I'm gonna say at least personally that I try to let's say instill with my guys and it's one of the things where we've talked at length with it where I've even asked you like you know what is your mindset um, how do you kind of go about it and try to find a way to develop it because it's tough to do that we know this as coaches because just going off the, the whole comparison with, with out here with Europe, I mean, this is a mindset where essentially at every program where I've been at and been an OC, I've had to find a way to bring that out of offense alignment. And it's funny when we talk to you, it's like you basically want to kill somebody, right? Because you, you told me last yeah. time and you said, I don't know, I don't know if you really want to know this, but I, I like if you want to, you could say like what, what goes through your mind when you line up each play or it could be at practice or so, in the game. what do you want to do? Especially on game day, it's like I sit by myself and I, I make myself mad. And like my my thoughts are, I wanna I wanna kill them all of them. I wanna just take my I just wanna pancake them and rip their fucking teeth out. Teeth out. I just wanna poke them with my thumbs. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I just wanna I just wanna break them. Right. Every one of them. Right. It's like I get so mad, but like also in a controlled way, so I don't get penalties. Of course, right. I got sometimes some penalties, but um, it's just like you do it between the whistles, that. between the whistles, right? Between the whistles, exactly. exactly. It's like playing some mind games with them, you know? Like what? You talk some shit. It's like this is this some this some trash talk, you know? Okay. <laughs> trash talk, yeah. Um. Would you say this is something that you've had from the very beginning? Because talking about it a little bit, we could backtrack. Um, we both met 2014 um, with the Bidish All Star. Sorry for the German. So that's that's the Bavarian All Star team. It's a part of the national All Star program out here. And you played actually um, defense alignment for me when um, <laughs> I was the DC. And I mean, of course, it's a little bit different. This is a younger me and stuff like that. But kind of talking about, it, did you have that mindset back then, or it developed over the years? So, um, I had that. I had that like just like a kind of like a spark of that mindset when I was thirteen or fourteen, okay. and then over the years, just like it developed and like I got uh, it just got bigger and like my thoughts were also like different all the time. Okay. On game day. Okay. Um, how like, one little thing we've talked a little bit of story time. Um, how was that experience 2014 with the All Star when you sat there and then you noticed that oh your DC is American. I remember this is a funny story because actually to be honest your your English has gotten a lot better and it's very different than it was now, right? I think we lost them. Yeah. Yeah, we lost them. Yeah, sometimes it's uh, very important to uh, grow up on the way, you know. Right. I mean, coming from the Auswahl team um, in Germany was actually a pretty good setup when uh, to, to see really the best talents and then see a guy like Dimitri, who is now a scholarship O-line player, play then um, in D-line back in the day, who had this experience as well. And of course, if you two years in, in high school and now one year in college, course your english is getting getting better you have to right. have to um, learn it i'll see i'll see when he gets back in on the call because this is a story kind of i want to share with people because it's actually it's, it's funny um where i like i kind of originally mentioned we go back since like um we go back to 2014 where he actually played for me. So this is a little story that it goes back to when I started coaching and I actually became the DC um, for the, for the Bidish All-Star team, the Bavarian All-Star team. And he was actually one of my players. And we kind of, we, we, we formulated a close relationship that holds to this day, but it's funny how it kind of started off and we'll see when he gets back on the time to try to talk about it more. But he said he was sitting there in the meeting and being like, my English isn't good. I hope he doesn't fucking call on me because I'm screwed. And it's funny talking about that, just kind of seeing the way he's developed because 
I, I've I've had the the wonderful opportunity and privilege to see him develop to get where to like to get where he is at right now. And I could say one thing. I mean, he is hundred percent or a hundred times different and more what say more developed than what he used to be. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're like nine thousand, like I say always, if you're nine thousand miles away from home, you have to, you know, you have to do. Even if not, then you just come back, like all the other guys doing. Like I mean, I see so many kids every year that go into, like, go and play high school and they go and play college, and two months later you see them again on practice. Like, what are you doing here? Yeah, it's not nothing for me. I want to be at home. So there is something, and if you made it like he and all this recruiting process, I think we keep that a little bit short, but it is huge. It is huge to come in a recruiting process as a European, you know, you need a normally, you know how it is in the States. And now you need the support from your family. You need someone to drive you to visit. You need, you need money. I mean, like Brian, uh, Brandon said yesterday, of course, you need the time, you need the money, you need, to do something and when you're there really alone, I think that, that helps you grow fast, you know. But turn it around back to the language. What about you, Coach Mella? You're coming to Hero and you don't speak German before. What was your first meeting and everyone speaks like I don't know, you mean you have the guys speaking German and you're sitting there like what the hell is going on? So if we're talking just coaching wise, because I originally came over as an import, so that was kind of yeah. a different transition where they knew I didn't speak German, so I had to, you know, I mean, for the most part, especially being in a place like Algo and Kempton where, you know, you, it's in a more, what, let's call it countryside. So people, people do speak, let's say English, but it's not as, let's say, evident or on a wider scale like it is in places like Munich, Hamburg, let's say even up in Kiel. Um, but when I started coaching, actually, 2014, like we're talking about the Bayern All-Star, the Bayern All-Star team, Bidish. So we know down there, first of all, it's German. But it's a different German. Oh yeah, I'm I'm from Dresden. You everyone heard probably, but right, there's Austria, uh, um, Bavarian people, weird language. Right, and that's one of the things where, at the end of the day, I mean, I remember sitting there, and first of all, I didn't understand a single word. Of course, I at the time I'd already taken German, but you know, this is now talking about what like coaching in German, like speaking German and then coaching German is also completely different. So, Absolutely. I, I mean. I want to say I was like, it was like, it took me aback or per se, but it was like, all right, I don't know what the fuck they're saying. Um, so it was more like, in the beginning, I remember I actually spoke more English. I was lucky to have coaches around me, for example, like when I was in DC, where they actually, what's the word, they, they helped translate and like facilitate and help me kind of like get, get my point across to players. So that helped me out a lot. But, you know, I, mean, I would notice it like when I would have to run my individuals for, let's say, the U19. Yeah. So now the U19 was different because with them, for example, I remember getting some kids from Kirchdorf, where I think it's like Niederbayerisch, I believe. It's close Something. to Austria, Kirchdorf, yeah. Oh, that's like another animal, yeah. you know? And then you, like, of course, if you understand the language, you try, you try throwing in words here and there, but it's like, it's a different animal, especially in meetings. I remember over the years, of course, it got better, it got better. But in the beginning, it's kind of like, you have those moments where you sit there and you're like, I hope they understand me. Because this is the thing, right? We got to coach them up. We got to get them ready, especially at that level where it's we actually have yeah. a bigger practice setup where it's week long camps, weekend camps, and so forth. Absolutely. How, what, what was your first German word? What was the first German you can speak? Say it again. What was the first German word would you, would you can Word or sentence? Both. <laughs> so there's one I can't say on air. Cause it's actually not that good. Um, one of my players who was actually a very religious kid down in Algoy taught me to say, um, basically in German, it would be, you are an ugly butterfly. <laughs> and uh, he was like, it's very mean. It's very mean if you say this, yeah. you know? So that's kind of one of the first things, but like, it's like with every language you learn, like the bad words, like the, the stupid stuff for the most part. Um, I mean, I don't know how it was for you going from, let's say, I mean, of course, like you've been around here in Europe, for example, with teams like New Yorker, Dresden, and so forth. So like you have been around the English, but now you're going to, let's say, the States, for example, when you were at Westminster, right, Westminster yeah. College, and you have to coach 110% um, of the time in English as opposed to German, right? 
that was that was that was crazy. And I remember the first time I was in the office and um, in, in Westminster, and I had to pick up something for the other coach. So I know there was a drink or something, cola, whatever, burger, and everyone was talking like bucks. They were like, "Oh, this is not this is not more than twenty bucks." I was like, "What the hell did you what, what, what for bucks?" I was like. Accounting my money, I like, oh no, I need trendy dollars or trendy whatever. And then I was like, I go to my friend Seth, I say, what the hell these guys want? What would I want with 20 bucks? And they say, this we call it bucks like dollar. That's what we say. So that was was the first funny thing. And um, also when I was in Czech Republic, everyone said Tivole, Tivole on the first practice, Tivole. And I was like, what, what do you mean with Tivoli? It means it's good? And I said, no, this is totally opposite from good. And I just heard everywhere, Tivoli here, Tivoli there. I was like, oh, okay. So I was thinking I had a good practice. That's <laughs> that's the same thing in Poland where all I was hearing the whole time was kurva. Yeah, exactly, kurva. And, then, and everybody knows like in the Polish language that has um, different languages, um, and or sorry, di different meanings. Um, in their language and all I kept hearing was that and then once I figured out what it meant I was like oh god this is like an everyday thing <laughs> well, it's, even, it's even the same thing in in, in, uh, in French for example they, they say puton, um, where it's kind of like shit you know and they say it like for everything or they say for shit so it's like it's very interesting when you go into a different culture in the scenario where you're trying to figure out okay like what are they saying and like you said like also talk about like kind of understanding the little basics of things and how people react to things. That's kind of like, of course, once you get past that point, it helps you out a lot better in terms of coaching because you don't know immediately like what is kind of going on. Is it, is it a good thing or a bad thing what they're saying? Like that, that's, I think that's one of the hardest things that kind of absolutely in the first part get through. Yeah. The other one was like when I was in, uh, in Denmark, but Danish, it's a little bit like German. If you understand it on one point, you would get it. But what always is weird is Swiss when I was in Switzerland. For everyone who listens out us out of Switzerland, like, So now we got him back. He's back. So what is the kuchi What are you saying? It was, it was something with the uh, Yo. Back with us. Oh, I'm I'm doing it for my phone right now. Find a way. Um, no, we, we were just talking about because we kind of went off the topic where um, your deal got disconnected. We we're talking about in terms of you how it was, you know, let's say that little story we we're talking about when you first got to know me, where your English wasn't the best. Yeah, sitting there in front of the room, and you have let's say Coach Melee speaking to you literally in just English because, of course, and we talked about it more right now while you were gone. Um, kind of going about also from our, our side of it where. You know, like for us, coaching in a foreign language, especially for me, like in Germany, and let's say being an Algoy and then coaching with the Ausfall, where you get guys, let's say from Kirchdorf, where it's not only German, but it's like a different dialect now. And that's, <laughs> that's also difficult for coaches. And I can only imagine for you also having that experience already a little bit in, um, in Germany. But let's talk about that story. So, like, you could talk about it first. So the first time it made uh, it was I was sitting in the first row in the meeting. Big I don't know why. And um, I of my head and was like, please don't ask me something. I don't I don't I can't I can't answer you. I have no idea what you talk about. <laughs> did you did you and, understand anything I would say? Um just a couple things. Okay. Um but like I I I understand so much that I could like um, translated on the field, uh -huh. but other than that, I didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> I was saying I was kind of lucky to have coaches along the way where I had, let's say, Coach Daniel. Um, so he was there. He was actually the D-line coach, so he helped me out a lot with, like, translating because, I mean, he spoke, like, perfect English. Um, but, I mean, that's kind of the one thing where it's, like, I felt lucky to have that because that sometimes I would kind of ask myself, like, shit, they don't know what I'm saying. 110% they don't know. <laughs> and it gets better of course year to year i mean because when we look at it now like i mean i'm saying like you've you're, you're not only your level of play your fit like the way that you look physically because you've also been through a, a well-organized training conditioning program also coming out of Clearwater and so forth um but also your english has gotten better because that's also the other thing right the language barrier now 
So there's so many factors going into the States where it's like, you know, it's not only football. We're also dealing with just simple communication, you know, and, and that and that also goes into what, like school and so forth. Cause like other people don't realize it's 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 so many factors going into your transition in the States. So it's just like like the first time when I came to the States, um, my English was was terrible. I only knew the basics, like, hey, how are you? Good and you <laughs> like, you know, that's like the basics, but um, they help you there. It's just like when I said something wrong or used the wrong tense, they're like saying, hey, you got to say it like that. Or they also gave me like some extra work just like to get my English better for like in school. Um, and like throughout the years, just like got better and better. So That's good. I mean, of course, it's, uh, it's something with, with, what helps you to getting getting along with all this stuff now also at, at school with your homework so little stuff beside uh besides football yeah absolutely how's going on how's the day for you now at college now of course corona but normally how much time it's school study practice gym when you have to when you have to wake up in the morning and when you finally back at bed and say the day is over so in season, um, my day starts at 5.30 in the morning. So I got to wake up at 5.30. I have a lift at 6.15. Then I have practice from 8 to 10.30. Then I got class from 11 to 4 p.m. And then, got, uh, then I have study hall. And then, you know, I just got to go eat, get some dinner. And then, you know, maybe I have one hour for like, doing some homework and then I gotta go to bed. So you, so, so you guys practice in the mornings? Yep. Okay, because in high school, was it also mornings or was it evenings like it normally is? Uh, it was evenings. So how, how's that? Is that different for you? Having to get oh, to waking up that early and stuff? I was terrible waking up at 5.30. I'm not a morning person. That's kill, that killed me. <laughs> I know that we did the same in Westminster College and I was like my first day I was come there of course you have a little jet lag and then my coach says I stay with he say you know better you go to sleep we, we wake up at four tomorrow I was like four <laughs> I mean four in the morning and he's like yeah practice I mean coaches meeting is at five practice starts five thirty and I was like why why are we doing it and there was a Division three college, and I say, yeah, after after the school, there is uh, softball, soccer. I mean, the field is close. We we have to feel yeah, in the morning. Scary. And I was like, if you tell me this <laughs> three months earlier, I will be not done. <laughs> I was like, coming. I was I was the whole season tired. I I feel the first time I slept was on the airplane home again. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, I never used to it and that, because we had the coaches meeting the staff. And I don't know how sometimes, you know, before a game, the players are hyped. And I was like, I'm not, I don't fucking care who we play on the weekend. I'm not sleep right now. It was, it was for me a super difficult situation to adapt my, my body, my sleeping. And really, when I get used to it, the season was over. Yeah. At eight, you're already the whole day is done for me as a coach, you know. At eight, we make a breakdown on film. And I was like, at noon, at noon, we are good. I was like, what now? We <laughs> 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 were in Fulton, Missouri. There's nothing to do. <laughs> so it, it was it was really really weird one for me. I don't know how how it was for you two years now. Now, now the first the one, the one. I mean, yeah. my, my quick question for you to answer that too. Also, part of it is, because um, also you said right, like we're, we already talked about briefly, where it's like you got to clock in, clock out, like it's a job every day. But now you got to do it early in the mornings. I mean, that that's another type of motivation because not only you got to bring that dog mentality, but you got to find a way to turn it on like that early in the morning. You know, it's like the most important thing is just eating good and get a lot of sleep like i went to bed sometimes at 8 30. really living the whole yeah, morning life huh 8 30. <laughs> yeah 
because you got to go to bed that early. Right. Let's get at least eight hours of sleep. Right. Because before, I know 100% you weren't doing that in Munich. Nah. <laughs> Three o'clock in the morning and stuff like that. But how is your social life then out there? I mean, meeting with other players, everyone goes that early to sleep. And oh, how, how is that? I mean, you're, you're young people. Don't tell anything you don't want to say. But yeah, be careful. <laughs> careful but how, how, how's social life, of course, you? Because when you go further and further, um, you want to stay in the States. I mean, it's also college in the States. It's also connecting connections, you know, to get jobs or a business. How, how that goes on. So, you know, like, we have a pretty big campus and, like, um, you meet new people every day. Right. That's like, it's, that was like also a crazy thing for me. It's like to realize how big the campus is, and you like you go to class and you see every day new people. It's like you meet there and there, like new people all the time. So about like social life is like you can connect with people. Like we are, like in our dorms, in our freshman uh, freshman dorms, it's just like you live with three people in one room. So they're mainly football players or like other freshmen. So that's that's not bad. And then after after your freshman year, they're like kind of like in a in a uh, what is it called suite suit. Yeah, with like four rooms, and like everyone has their own room kind of thing. You're, you're, so, you're still in the dorms, right? Excuse me. You're still in the dorms? Nah, I'm I'm going to the new dorm. I'm trying to go to the new dorm this, this semester. Why? What happened? Too wild? Yeah, so, huh? Too wild? Nah, just like, I just need my own space, bro. I can't, like, the big thing for me is I can't study when people are in the room. Okay. So that's why I need my own room. And also, I snore, so <laughs> people, I don't want to bother other people. <laughs> so so, so are, are, are they giving you your own dorm now? Um, I'm just going to have I'm gonna go to do the sweet thing. Oh, the sweet thing, so you're gonna have your own. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Okay. And what is your what is your plan after college? I mean, time is running. You know, we say three, four years in Germany. It's more like, oh, I make the Abitur, I study here, I study there. Maybe I make a side job in the states. It's college is done. College is done. Boom, over. Job. Right. You, you want to stay there? You want to make there your life or coming back to Europe? Maybe play in Europe for somebody. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe try to win some championships. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, Do you want to go to Spotify or what? <laughs> Just kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> um, so honestly, I don't, I don't really know what I'm going to do after college. It's like, I don't know if I'm going to stay in the States um, just because, like, you know, all, my whole life pretty much is right here, you know, in Germany. Yeah. Right. And um, it's just like, it just depends what happens in the next three to four years. And, um, yeah, I think that's like a big factor what's going to happen in the next year. So, Absolutely. Of course, it's uh, you stay healthy. Of course, I hope you stay healthy. So no big injuries and all that stuff, uh, how it plays out on the field, of course, as well. Right. Um, how does everything look for this coming season? I mean, we're not talking about Corona yet, and we'll, we'll touch on it after this. Um, but also going in, I mean, your first year, because you were a, what, backup, right? Second, third string, kind of fighting. That was time. third string. Right. How, how is that like, or how was that this year going about that and now coming in, let's say, your second year and now trying to take the starting position, let's say? It's like... That's you gotta compete every day. Like even in the weight room, it's like you compete. Like you, they're, they're all your friends, are all your teammates, but like you still compete. Mm -hmm. It's like nah, you don't lift more weight than me. Mm -hmm. Not today. Like that's the mm -hmm. type of thing you have. And this this uh, this spring, in the weight room was like we went off. Like we were lifting heavy, heavy. Okay. And like we all were ready for spring ball, but like especially me, I was I was I was getting so strong. Mm -hmm. like, it was crazy, like the way college uh, strength and conditioning mm -hmm. forms you, right? Like crazy. Look, I mean, you like I talked about it before a little bit. You got exposed to that being at Clearwater because you trained with uh, who was it again? I forgot what I trained with um, ATG and Bulletproof Athletics. 
because I can I know ATG ATG is well known. So you had the opportunity to kind of go through that where a guy it's like they're specialized, you know. So you've been exposed to that, and now you kind of see also talking about like kind of what I was trying to get guys like you and other guys understand. Even like let's say Chris Azalea that played with the Raven, it's like this is another animal. Like the training, like in in Germany, let's say that some guys have, and even when they have a coach, like it's nothing close to what it can be like it is in the States because like we just said, it's an everyday thing, you know, and, and even for a lot of guys that take it seriously in Germany, there's no way your level of work compares to a guy who was practicing five to six times a week plus game. There's no way, you know, that workload is very different because your body there is accustomed to that workload. You know, if we do that in Germany, like guys are going to be fucking sore. Yeah. <laughs> there's no way they'll be able to perform because for the most part, you get guys that let's say for them it's truly semi-pro and they have their own jobs where they got to sit and do other stuff. Their body won't be able to handle it. You know, even when you got young guys like in the, in the U19 where they're doing an Ausbildung and they have to work slash go to school, it's very different. Very different. You know, so, so you're, you're actually one of the lucky few that gets to experience it and try to develop yourself um, physically. Um, Looking at it this year, right? I mean, how's it look at? Because we talked about it already, but um, the the guy in, uh, in front of you is what? You said redshirt junior? He's a redshirt, uh, redshirt sophomore. Redshirt sophomore, okay. okay. You going to take his job? I mean, I'm, 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 I'm working on it. I'm trying to. Okay. And, that, and that's one thing we know because it's like, I mean, you've been a guy who's been the starter his whole career, and now you're the backup. I mean, you know – that's tough, right? Or it's like whatever. I'm just gonna do what I have to do. You just gotta do what you have to do. It's like you just gotta prove yourself, you know. And like I, I knew when I came in, it's like okay, I'm not gonna be, I'm gonna come in and take everyone's job. Like that's not gonna how it's gonna work. And like if people go in um, college with that with that mindset, they're gonna they're gonna fall. And um, you're gonna. Well, I always say you're going to get hit with reality. Yep. Yeah. Well, on the yeah. other side, you need to also to understand that with the guys that this always say to the backups, you're good because if not, oh, I'll say we see something in you because if not, you don't have the scholarship. Mm -hmm. You know, it's this kind of competition. Of course, get get your own always motivated to say to yourself. The coach, the coach is with me, even maybe not right now as a starter. But it's the, the worst thing what you can do is like, ah, oh, coach, give up on me. Of course, if he gives up on you, you will know because you lose a scholarship. So that's always important is, is fight, 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 fight. Because it is a business like we always say. And the business is you are on the team, you have a scholarship, the coach is loving if not, you don't have the scholarship, simple as it is. You know, exactly. it's not like we're doing here in Hero, we're taking guys with to fill the roster. If something happens, we find no, no, no. Right. There, is, there is no space for friendship. There is just business. Even on college, I don't like to say it as a business, but uh, we all know it, how it is. Yeah, so that's, that's a pretty important thing for me always. Yeah. So how's the how's the current situation? Because right now you're in Munich. Because I know you got hit with the lockdown, and I remember you were, <laughs> yeah. like, what was it? You, you were stuck in the dorms for like a week without food and shit. Yeah, it was like spring break. I was I was stuck there. Um, I was by myself. Was no food. Oh, that was pretty terrible. And then the following week, you went to Walmart. Of course, no, nah, not during spring break. After after spring break, I was doing homework. Because then they assign everything in online classes and all that. So, and then they started to open, I think the second week or third week, they started to open up the dining hall. Yeah. And, and then, like, the whole situation just got worse. And then after, I think, like, two or three weeks, I was like, man, I just want to go home. Like, I can't do this anymore being all by myself here. So... You know, I figured that I figured that out with my head coach, and then I got back. It was it was terrible though. I'm telling you, flying back, so it's like really. I flew from Boston to Dublin, okay, and um, 
there were like for my flight from Dublin to Munich in the morning, there were like four people and they canceled the flight. Really? How was and it with Boston? Was there more? Boston, Boston the, 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 the airport is empty. Wow. It's like, there's no one there. And especially in Dublin, everything was closed and I had to be there for 10 hours. For 10 hours? Yeah. It was, it was terrible, bro. I'm telling you. What did you do then, for 10 hours? Well, <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was, um, I was walking around Terminal 1, Terminal 2. I was walking, I, was, I went outside just like, you know, how to see how Dublin looks like and all that. And, um, <laughs> how, how is it to go back right now? There isn't a travel ban if I'm right informed. So right now you can't go back. I can't go back. And, and, and what does in fact you and your plane and your, your study, you have contact through the U.S. Embassy to getting more infos quicker? Or, I mean, let's say Trump, say the travel ban still until December. I mean, you know, we just, we just gotta like go through that. It's like, you can't do it. You can't do nothing about it. It's like, yeah, just gotta see how it goes and like, um, if they, if it's if the travel ban stays till end of the year, then it's gonna be like that because if the travel ban stays, um, you're not gonna play football. Yeah, absolutely. But is there anything the coach or the athletic director talk with you about your scholarship? Is this anything or is it safe? No, it's just like um, we're gonna have school online. Yeah, because like that's like that's like problems for the whole team. So you know, um, I feel like the NCAA is gonna do something about maybe, um, you know, maybe talk about like getting another year of eligibility or something. Just like let's gotta see what this Corona thing, coronavirus is gonna do because um, if it if it's gonna be like that in like a couple months, like there's no college, there's not gonna be college football this year. Oh, I mean, we're sitting everyone in the same boat, college, GFL, NBA. Exactly, that's no football. Everything. I mean, this is the first year the NBA has no champion this season. The NHL, uh, how call it, Major League Baseball. I mean, this is, it's, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, because what was it? You're, you're, you had to get the permission, like you said, from your coaches to leave. I mean, I think the info that you said, what they told you, like, June 15th or something like that? June 21st, they wanted me to go back for the summer, summer session. Did, did, they, did they book a return flight for you? Or that's not booked yet? It's kind of waiting to see the situation. It's like, it's booked, but it's just like, we just got to see the situation because we can still change it. Right. But as of right now, they're, as of right now, they're giving you until June and all that. Okay. Um, especially since you're saying, like, you, you're saying you were getting in, the, in probably the best shape you've been in um, in, your, in your playing right now in the States. Um, what are you doing right now on a daily basis to at least stay in shape? Because, for example, like, especially in Germany, where 100% you're probably not going to find any access to get in the gym. You're not lucky to, let's say, maybe some guys in the States that have maybe a strength coach and he'll maybe open it up for the guys, like one or two guys that go in. Like, you don't have that luxury because we kind of know how, let's say, the, the gyms work out here in Germany, per se. Now they're very – in Germany, be strengthened. Like, they're very, um, they're very strict with their rules, right? So for you, I mean, you got to basically do a lot of body weight training. You got to go, I don't know how it is in Munich right now, or if you're technically allowed to go run somewhere, unless they're going to check you for your ID and say, what are you doing? Um, but how is that for you right now on a daily basis? Because, I mean, you do have your school to stay busy, but technically you have essentially a season to get ready for somehow. Yeah. I mean, bro, like, the second day I, I was here, I got busted by police. It was like ID checked and all that. Oh, what you have? you have? You have your address from the United States and have to explain them what the hell you're doing here? No, it's like I have my address from from my other, from my dad's uh, apartment. And uh, it's like 15 miles away from here. Ooh, what they so, said? Yeah, they're, they're like busting me right in the front of the street. Like, why, why are you here? And... Um, what are you doing here? If because of my it says on my ID, and I said, yeah, I'm I'm living with my mom and all that. So that was pretty annoying. But um, 
it's like with the, with the running situation, it's just like I have to change my ID first because if they if they police stops me again, they can just give me a fine or um, uh, they're gonna send me back uh, to my dad's. Yeah. Okay. So, but like, other than that, I just like um, take like I don't know, I don't know. Say in English, these um, these Sachen, wo Wasser drin sind, weißt du, diese six pack. The the um the, the bottles of water, the the the, the six packs. Exactly. I just like use that, you know. Um, it's gonna like, muss erfinderisch erfinderisch werden ein bisschen. What did you say? <laughs> you have to get some uh, ideas. You have to get some ideas. You said you know English. But I don't think <laughs> it's, you say you have online schools. You're having just a video chat schools with your teacher because they are then for you at night or is it just some PDF you can fill out? Um, so I have one class. I have like a video meetings Tuesdays and Thursdays. And the other classes, they just like email us and give us assignments and all that. So. But then you study right now in the middle of night, or because it's like seven hours different, eight hours different. There's it's six hours uh, time difference. So, so that's you, tough. That's a that's a tough year for you. I mean, right now tough time for you and all the other guys there. They're going through this uh, way. You in touch with some other guys? They're Germans playing division football, college football, and now back in, in Europe, is there like kind of a little community? This is a hey, how is your experience? Maybe East Coast area. So, um, of course, and you uh, know Jasper, he played for Cal. Is he still um, there? No, nah, he's, he's at Snow College, he's at junior college right now. Okay. And then um, I know, what is his name? Kareem, uh -huh. who plays at Virginia. Um, I was a other kid. Honestly, it's like I think it's just like these two that I have most in contact with. Okay. You know, because I don't know, I don't know the other kids like this kid from Michigan or um the, uh, the other kid from from Virginia or like Notre Dame. I don't know. I don't know these kids. Okay. Okay. I just know Kareem and uh, and Jasper. Okay. Yeah. Have you guys talked about the situation and all that and kind of your experiences also playing or here and there? Or not really. I mean, not really. It's just like, you know, just like talk about football and all that. Just like about the situation right now. Um, I know that my boy Kareem is like in, in Florida right now. Okay. Um, and I know Jasper is, is back home. He was he was home earlier than I was. So that's the only thing I know. So. So everybody's essentially stuck in the same boat, kind of just waiting out and see. I mean, exactly. It's not only like you guys, it's also guys that, let's say, we're preparing to have, let's say, the NFL, or sorry, not the NFL, the um, also the NFL pathway program, that kind of got cut short and guys had to come back, like um, David Bada and um, Platskuma, but also for like the CFL combine that was supposed to happen, they had to push that back. And you got guys from Europe that want to make that jump, and now they kind of have to wait and see what happens, you know, so it's – yeah. everybody as a whole um, and it's kind of like what you said it's going to be interesting if if things will start up and so forth um, but at least I mean for you at the end of the day it's also kind of like more of an extended let's say summer because at least you get to be home with you know, your family your mom dad sister the dog and so forth <laughs> um, but yeah man I mean it's, it's, it's going to be interesting how everything plays out and like kind of, I mean, I think you already know this, right? Like we're supposed to find out essentially what Monday around that time, what's about to happen or what the plan is. Today, I think that, uh, I think in two, nah, it's I thought, in, uh, I thought today, two hours. Today, today they have the meeting. But the meeting, right? But then they're supposed to tell us like, I think Monday they were saying something like that. I'm telling you right now, they're going to extend it. Oh, 100%. That's there's no way he's going <laughs> He's like, there's no way. <laughs> he's like, they're extending it. They're extending it. That's what I was, I mean, well, because France, two days ago, a day ago, two days ago, something like that, they just extended theirs to May 11th. And I'm like, maybe ours isn't until May 11th. Maybe ours is until, like, the 8th. I don't know. But 100%, like, it's getting extended somehow, you know. Yeah. And then everybody's going to get even more pissed off. Like, bro, look, look, the thing is, people don't understand, like, um, the situation. It's like, 
they all want to go outside right now. But like before this coronavirus, they were all sitting at home playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. It's oh, like, that's hilarious. Yeah. Like, they're, they're complaining and all that. Like they're complaining about like um, the uh, Freiheitsrecht and all that stuff. Like yeah. you know, this is like complaining to the police. I'm like. Just to stay home, just like do it for the older people. Yeah. Like, for your mom, for your dad. Yeah. And you know, also, just like... also for everybody to have a football season, you know? <laughs> Everyone is crying. I can't go in a gym. I probably, the most of the people like me never go to the gym. So, <laughs> but I'm not complaining. I can't go to the gym. <laughs> so, but it's, it's really like, I was like, I heard from a lot of people like, I can't go to the gym. I was like, oh, I never. You never told me before that you go. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's a it's a weird situation. Or oh, cooking. Anyone? Oh, I can't buy this. I, I mean, wait. I know you was ten years. You never cook. You make. You make, you make <laughs> so it is. It's always funny. Always, always funny what what the people are, are talking about right now. Yeah. yeah. Our, our, our worst thing is finding ways not to spend too much money at the grocery store. Oh, yeah. Because every time I go to the grocery store, even like yesterday, I keep buying too much food. And I'm like, why? Like, I don't understand what I'm doing. Why are you buying too much Nutella? I don't need Nutella, man. I, peanut butter. <laughs> peanut butter. Peanut yeah, butter. peanut butter. If you want to sponsor Coach Mella, this is a deal. He eats <laughs> peanut butter. Massive. Massive. It's not that bad. It's, it's uh it goes with everything yeah i mean it's delicious you know it's yeah. like nutella for for like peanut butter for me is like nutella for germans literally that's what it is for us americans you know and guys people don't understand that it's like it depends how much people eating uh <laughs> nutella with his food <laughs> oh, i've seen people do that you know <laughs> db you were eating nutella out of the glass i can guarantee that part i'm telling you the other day i'm gonna be honest i had like four like <laughs> Fucking sandwiches with Nutella. How many? So four. <laughs> yeah, it four. Is, it is something. so good. Oh god, but no, I mean, um, that's just it's funny, and we'll, we'll, we'll kind of see how everything plays out. But I mean, it was a pleasure having you on and uh, getting your experience in terms of what it's what has been more like for you coming out of. Let, let's say the the junior ranks in Europe, especially in the GFL juniors, where that's regarded as the highest youth uh, league out here in Europe, and then going to make a name for yourself in high school, and then going that path, which I mean, and, and we say it all the time, any type of path going to the States is very difficult, you know, but especially now also having to go and get the transition into high school and now making the jump into college, you know, and now, now you're going into your second year, and essentially hoping to get more playing time than what you got last year. But, you know, like you said, it's all about the transition. You have to find a way to get comfortable, to feel at home after that first year. And then you can play at a higher level because that's what it is. That first year, for a lot of guys, for the most part, like 99.9% .9 of the time as a freshman coming in, it's a transition. year. You got to get accustomed to classes, like you said, to the workouts, to the new schedule like you have in the mornings now. And, it, and a lot of schools do this. Or some schools, their practices are longer. You know, it all depends. Sometimes you got weights in the morning, then you got classes, and then you got practices in the evening. That's how it was for us in college. So it's like you just got to get used to it once you find your routine, you know, and especially now we're talking about also like the scheme that you guys run offensively. That's also another thing. And once you get, you know, um, um, comfortable in that, you know, you're going to play at a higher level and then it's going to continue on. But we wish you nothing but the best. We appreciate you having you. Um, we wish you nothing but fun essentially in the next two months. You know, because <laughs> at least you get to focus on school. You know what I mean? And we know this, but what's what? Uh, what's more important, school or football? School. Yeah, there you go. But thank you again, <laughs> and uh, we wish you a great day, okay? Have a good day for a time. All right. Have a nice day. All right, God bless. <laughs>